that features folks from all walks of life telling us one true childhood story and how that event, that experience, has impacted who they are today as an adult. I'm your host, Jay Rehack, and like everyone who listens, I've had my share of childhood experiences. Some of them traumatic, some of them dramatic, some of them actually quite pleasurable. But as I always tell my audience, I like to think that everything that's ever happened to me has made me a better person. And as I also mentioned to everybody, I realize that's probably not true. But anyway, that's the way I like to think. I'm gonna skip my sponsors today and focus on my guest. My guest today is Melissa Willette. Melissa is the president of SCU Local 521 in Central California, and she's a trustee on the CalPERS Pension Board one of the largest pension funds in the world. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you so much, Jay, for having me. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know you're a busy woman. I know that you're trying to help save the world out there in California, help the workers, etc. So I know you're busy. I'm going to ask you, are you ready to tell your story? I'm ready. Thank you. All right. I'm going to get out of the way, Melissa. And at the end, I'm going to ask you absolutely one question. And that one question is this. How do you think that what you're telling me has impacted who you are today. But take it away, Melissa Willette. Thank you so much. So thinking back on events that have really shaped my life and who I am today, uh, I go back to one of my earliest memories. And when I was in third grade, I really strove to be a great student. So I was about eight years old and I used to walk to elementary school about Jefferson Elementary, and I strove to be the very best. I I wanted to be the superlative student. And so in that endeavor, I really remember staying after school, staying between recess to help the teacher with special projects, doing everything I could to be the best student I could be. And it was noticed, and I thought my hard work was really paying off. I really dedicated myself to being a hard worker, to being the best student. And one day I got called into this counselor's office who I'd never met before. And they said that they wanted to do some test with me and asked me to take some tests. And so I said, sure, of course, I want to be the best. I want to be a good representative citizen of my elementary school. And of course, I would love to take some tests. And little did I know that, of course, it was an IQ test to determine what's going on with me. And that test was one of the hardest things I had done up until my life at that point. I remember seeing things like long division. I remember seeing things like geometry. And uh, at the time, I didn't know what it was, but I did know that I needed to figure out how to do this. And I started making up all kinds of theorems of Melissa and other types of, of work to see if I could solve these equations. And uh, a few weeks later, that, well, that, I'll say that that test sat with me for quite a while. And I remember looking up in like the encyclopedias of my parents' home to try to figure out 
what should I have done and reflect on if I got those answers right? Because it really was about being the best I could be. And so a few weeks later, I did get called into the principal's office and my parents were there. And they said that Melissa is really, really smart. And that's how I remember it, is that Melissa was really smart and they had asked permission of my parents to advance me in grades. So they wanted to have me skip some grades and go up because they knew that I was too smart to to be with my peers at that point. And my IQ was really high. And so I was really excited. I was super excited. I was like, all of my hard work has definitely paid off, right? That's what you're supposed to do. You live, we live in a meritocracy where if you work really hard and you're really smart, you get rewarded. And so I was just on cloud nine. And at the end of the conversation, my parents said, thank you very much. We will not be pursuing that. Melissa's fine just where she is. And I remember being devastated. I couldn't believe that that was the end of the conversation. I thought that I was supposed to get rewarded for doing really good on an exam, for doing really good on a test. And I remember talking to my parents about it and asking them, why can't I, you know, I want to go to fifth grade now. I don't want to stay in third grade and I'm ready for it. And I will, will work really hard. And my parents told me I have an older sister and my older sister was in fourth grade. And so for them, they didn't want me entering fifth grade at the same time as my older sister and being the same grade as her. It would have been a hardship on her. It would have been essentially just not right in their mind for everyone involved. So it was really devastating. I became really resentful of my sister. Just as an FYI, she's my best friend today. So it's not like this was a long standing, but I became really resentful for a lot of years of my sister. And I stayed in the third grade and I did just fine. And that's my story. Well, I love it because I could almost feel the end of that story. Like your mother or your father was going to say, no, I just had a bad feeling when you were telling it. Because it is diff- it is a difficult decision, I'm sure, for parents. Um, my parents never had to make that decision, but I'm just saying it's it must be very difficult to have the opportunity to advance your child at the same time say, this probably isn't in the best interest of the sister, but maybe maybe even not you. So how long do you think it took to get over it uh, before I ask you how it's impacted your life? I would say it took me a very, very long time to get over it. I kept that chip on my shoulder <laughs> for many years. <laughs> my sister and I began speaking when I was in college. Wow. Wow. So the question of the show is, how do you think that experience has impacted who you are today? Yeah, I think that the experience has been really fundamental to who I am today and my values and what I fight for and where I've kind of ended up. I just remember thinking this idea of fairness and that it wasn't fair that I couldn't be valued for my contribution, my individual contributions. And and I think that that really formed this idea of having that we don't live in a meritocracy, right? We don't live where someone's best efforts gets them ahead and You can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps if you don't have, you know, the structures and institutions in place to support you in success. So I think it really shapes my concept of what is fair and the concept that outside systems exist that we have to overcome in order to have a society that where where things are just. And I'm not 
trying to put my parents as, you know, a system of villainhood or anything, but it really was detrimental. I didn't, I didn't see it as one person's decision. I thought of it as a environmental scenario where the environment wasn't okay for me to do that. So follow-up question. Uh, this may be difficult as well, but, and I don't know you well enough to know, but if you had a child that was in third grade and was brilliant and the school system called you and said, we want to advance this child to fifth grade or sixth grade or whatever, what would your answer be now? Today, I probably would let that person, <laughs> I would let my kid uh, advance and, and I would support them fully. I do, I do still have that fundamental belief that kids need to be challenged. I know that growing up, I was really bored in school a lot and it ended up, I ended up struggling with grades, not because I wasn't bright, but because I just didn't care. And I knew I shouldn't be where I was supposed to be at. I also, in that vein, though, I did pursue other intellectual pursuits, if you will, that were interesting to me. When I was in middle school, I fought for girls having access to play on the football team. When I was in high school, I actually uh, held a rally. I organized a rally against corporal punishment <laughs> because I was just bored, essentially, and I was looking for things to do. Um, I remember my teachers in high school always just knowing that I was never in class, but I was just doing things that were bigger than school, right? And so I want my own kid to have that opportunity to be intellectually challenged and essentially stay a kid, but at the level that they that they would want to be at. All right. You know, I do have to ask one other question, only I probably shouldn't. But anyway, here's my question to you. One of the ideas in school systems is, is that if you advance the child, the problem is, is they go through puberty at a later date than the other students in the class. So let's just, for the sake of argument, we reroll the tape and they say, okay, you can go to fifth grade, but then you're in seventh grade with a fifth grade physique or a fifth grade mindset, you know, socially, I'm saying. You think that that might have harmed you? I, I think about this because I was a school teacher and parents would ask to have their child go ahead. And sometimes if the child was doing great, I would say, if that's your choice, that's fine. I don't know what the implications are socially. I'm not talking about educationally, but socially. So what do you think? You think that might have been harmful for you to be, you know, go through middle school as a younger child than everybody else? Or you think that would have been okay? So I think the first thing I would, I would ask is to challenge you on the reverse. If the reverse was true and we had a student not reading at grade level that needed extra assistance by going to, you know, um, a lower class to get caught up to grade level. And even though they were bigger than everybody or more advanced socially, we would still want them to get caught up and get the resources they wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. So in the opposite, we would we would definitely, I think, encourage the students success, individual success. Right. By putting them in a grade where they were able to achieve the re get the resources they need and achieve the success that they deserved. So. I see it kind of the same way. I think the problem is that we're talking as one-off individuals. If we were to reform our school system and put kids where they needed to be based on their own, what resources they have, their backgrounds, their ability, um, their strengths, their weaknesses, I think then it's a different kind of conversation and it wouldn't be a one-off, right? But like I said, I think at least for me individually, 
it ended up also being kind of detrimental in the sense that staying at grade level, I was bored. And I I, I was definitely um, struggled socially anyways, because I had this chip on my shoulder. I knew that I, I could do something different. I knew that I could put in the minimum I needed to put in and get into all kinds of trouble in other ways. So I think that we are at a kind of place where we don't know what would have happened, but I think I would be comfortable with saying that, yeah, I would, you know, advancing somebody a grade or maybe not a full two grades, right? Advancing someone a grade or getting, if we had the right resources in our public school system, I went to a public school, if we had the right resources in our public school system where you could still acknowledge and give that kind of intellectual, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry the rigor, right? Mm -hmm. And intellectual rigor for all of our students and meet them where they're all at, then I think we would, we would be in a much better place. All right. Well, well said. It doesn't surprise me that you should have been jumped two years, two years ahead. You're one of the smartest people I've known uh, through the years. I, I only met you a few months ago at Harvard, but I was very impressed um, and through your energy, et cetera. So I'm sorry it happened to you at the same time. Who knows how it would have played out. I understand that you have your own perceptions and I I can't say or whatever. I, I, I guess what I'm saying to you is, as a parent, I can feel your, your parents' pain of trying to decide how best to deal with the daughter who is clearly advanced and yet you have another daughter who you have to be careful, I suppose, of the how that plays. I don't know. I. I'm not here to analyze it. I'm only here to tell you that I respect the story. Thank you for the story. I'm going to have to think about it for a while. I'm glad as a parent now, my children are old enough. I don't have to worry about those issues. I never had to deal with those issues, but it is one uh, to think about. And I think with a better school system, of course, things would be different, but we definitely don't live in that, that world right now. So thank you for coming on the show, Melissa. All right. Well, that's our show. Again, I'd like to thank Melissa Willette for coming on the show, telling us that personal story, one that doesn't, I, I can't say it fully resonates with me. I wanted to be pushed ahead when I was young, but nobody <laughs> offered me the opportunity. But anyway, if you'd like to come on the show, by the way, you can email me at J-A-Y-C-R-E-H-A-K at gmail.com. And let me know why you'd like to be on the show, what particular story you have to tell. But until next time, this is Jay Rehack asking you all to please stay safe out there and try not to hurt anybody. <laughs>